0: God, thank you, Lord. We're going to go right to the Word this evening. If you have your Bibles, would you turn to the Book of Genesis, chapter twenty-two? Genesis 22, we're going to start at the first verse. Sometime later, God tested Abraham's faith. Abraham, God called. Yes, he replied. Here I am. Take your son, your only son. Yes, Isaac, whom you love so much, and go to the land of Moriah. Go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I will show you. The next morning, Abraham got up early. He saddled his donkey, took two of his servants with him, along with his son Isaac. Then he chopped wood for a fire for a burnt offering, set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day of their journey, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. Stay here with the donkey, Abraham told the servants. The boy and I will travel a little farther. We will worship there, and then we will come right back. So, this is verse 6, So Abraham placed the wood for the burnt offering on Isaac's shoulders, while he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them walked on together, Isaac turned to Abraham and said, "Father." Yes, my son, Abraham replied. We have the fire and we have the wood, the boy said. But where's the sheep for the burnt offering? God will provide a sheep for the burnt offering, my son, Abraham answered. And they both walked on together. Verse 9, when they arrived at the place where God had told him to go, Abraham built an altar and arranged the wood on it. Then he tied his son Isaac, laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Abraham picked up the knife to kill his son as a sacrifice. At the moment, the angel of the Lord called him from heaven. Abraham, Abraham. Yes, Abraham replied. Here I am. Don't lay a hand on the boy, the angel said. Do not hurt him in any way. For now I know that you truly fear God. You have not withheld from me even your son, your only son. Then Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught by its horns in a thicket. So he took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering in place of his son. Abraham named the place Yahweh Yireh, which means the Lord will provide. To this day, the people still use that name as a proverb. On the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. Jump over with me to Romans chapter 12. I have one verse there. Romans chapter 12. Verse 1, so dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Praise God. I'd like to talk to you for just a couple of minutes tonight. I won't keep you long, I promise, on the title, The Art of Sacrifice. You may be seated. Praise God. I ask your forgiveness on my voice, this cold, and then warm again, and then cold, and then warm again. It just kind of messes everything up. I went looking, and and the Lord laid sacrifice on my heart and kind of in my meditations and my prayers. Uh, the, the, the phrase just stayed with me. And so I started researching and looking, and, and I was like, okay, I, I had to say, what does it mean to actually sacrifice? So I went. I went to the old Google machine. Now, whether it's good or bad, who knows? Um, Oxford Dictionary um, has multiple definitions. There, the one that I like the most in this context is. Surrendering a possession as an offering to God or to a divine or supernatural figure. What does that mean? That means sacrifice is giving up some things. Uh, it means giving up some, some things that make us comfortable. We don't like to be uncomfortable. At least I don't, right? We we like to have everything our way and... and We like to have everything given to us without us having to give anything. But there's something important we see over and over again throughout Scripture about sacrifice. And it's got to be important because it keeps on coming up over and over again, sacrifice. We see many examples of on one side you look in the old testament god commands the sacrifice of animals uh, different different species for different things there's rituals involved there but then god said you know what i'm done with with all of these rituals we don't need that anymore we see the story god wrapped himself in flesh named jesus for one purpose it's hard for us to understand how could the eternal being, the maker of heaven and earth, decide I'm going to wrap myself in flesh for it to be a sacrifice? It, it just it boggles my mind. I don't know about you, but I'm like, how? why would he do that? It's because he knew he loved you and I so much that he didn't want us to have to go through that. He had a bigger plan, a bigger purpose, and it involved some sacrifice. And, you know, the world likes to complicate Christianity. The world likes to say, well, you have to give up so much and you have to do all of this and all of that. And and you might make it to heaven or you might not. But as, as Pastor Austin preached not too long ago, it's really a simple message. God doesn't ask for a whole lot from us. He asks, yes, we have to sacrifice. We have to give up some things that maybe we don't want to give up. But to me, if God can sacrifice his own life, how big of a cost is it for me to have to sacrifice just a little bit? The reward is greater than the sacrifice, okay? (sighs) Okay. Understanding sacrifice, there's a lot of different scriptures I could take you to that explain what sacrifice is and how it relates to everyday life. I, I was drawn to Genesis 22. The, it's a well-known story. I've heard it preached countless times, many different ways. What I get out of that story is Abraham had to be willing To sacrifice everything. God never wanted Abraham to sacrifice Isaac. That wasn't the whole goal there. The goal was, I truly believe, God needed to see that Abraham was willing. He doesn't ask us, he doesn't ask much of us. He needs to see that we're willing. He's not asking you to go be a martyr in the streets somewhere although that has happened and it arguably is happening to this day he's not saying we all have to go do that he's not saying go sell everything and live on the streets and be homeless and be all of this he needs to know that we're willing. that young rich man we see he came up to jesus and he's like jesus I've done everything. I've followed your commands. I've done all of this. Is there anything else I need to do to to please you and get to heaven? Jesus, he saw right through that whole act that young man was was putting on. And, And you see later on there, he says, yeah, there's something else you need to do. Sell everything, give it to the poor. Then, and only then, come follow me what happened that young man turned away sad he was like but 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 you want me to give up my possessions you want me to to be uncomfortable i I, god i like where i'm at right now god i like my job that i'm at right now god i'm comfortable with, with with my surroundings right now god I'm not sure I'm ready to do that, God. The young man liked his way of life. He liked his possessions. And he valued them more than he valued eternal life. I don't know if later on maybe that young man came to his senses and and, uh, fully came to God and, and the full understanding. We don't know. We just see that one little snippet about this man. I would like to think that that man went away and and fully realized that God was not truly telling him to give everything up, but I don't know. God was looking for that young man to be willing. He's looking for the willing sacrifice. Sacrifice is an act of worship. It's an act of of pure, probably the purest type of worship you can get is saying, God, I'm willing to give up whatever I need. Whatever has to happen, I'm ready, God. because God God's not looking for somebody who's just in it to win. See, if we're just, quote unquote, air quotes, following God. For all that we can get out of it, friend, we're doing it wrong. God, God, God even tells us, he says, you're going to be persecuted. You're going to be thrown in jail. Your life's not going to be sunshine and rainbows and, and, you know, wonderful all the time. Uh, uh, But he said, your reward is going to be well worth that little bit of trouble you have to go through. Sacrifice brings spiritual growth. See, without sacrifice, I would argue there can be no real spiritual growth. The song we sang tonight kind of fits perfectly. God, fill me. Fill me up, God. You see, in order for God to fill you up, you've got to be willing to empty yourself. I'm going to say that again. For for In order for God to fill you, you first got to be willing to empty yourself. See, we can't just leave a little bit of room for God. I've hit a nerve. I can feel it in the Holy Ghost. We've got to be willing to say, God, if I have to decrease all the way down to dust and you increase, so be it. We're just a vessel. We're we're nothing more than flesh and bones and a little bit of blood. We're going to die one day and and disappear into dust. We're a vessel. If you're not willing to say, whatever you need me to do, God, I'm ready. Then, my friend, God really doesn't want you. And that's kind of controversial, I know. God doesn't want somebody who's only willing to give a fraction. You see, because God himself gave everything. And if he can give everything, it shouldn't be so hard for us to give a little bit. Without sacrifice, spiritual growth is moot. It's not there. We've got to be willing to sacrifice our own comforts, our own uh, fancy living, so to speak, our own comfort zone. I like what I'm doing right now, God. I, and my whole life situation is good right now, God. I and and you know, God, I hear you telling me, you're calling me, you want me to do more for you, God, but I also hear you saying you want me to give up some of this stuff? You want me to put my own feelings aside, God? And 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 I don't know that I'm ready. If you're honest, you've had very similar conversations with God. If you can Be honest. God's not looking for only a quarter or a half of you. He's looking for 100%. See, if we give 100% of ourselves to God, there's no telling what can happen. We, we, like to, we expect results. We expect glitz and glamour and everything, but we don't want to have to give anything up for it. We want all the rewards of heaven without having to sacrifice anything of ourselves. You see, I, I, I'll i use an example. Many, many months ago, just about 15 months ago or so, I started on a weight loss journey. And, and not to brag, I'm not bragging. It, 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 I've lost close to 100 pounds in about 15 months. And it didn't come for free. Many months ago, when I decided that something had to change, if I would had decided, well, I'm just going to hope that something happens without giving anything up, I wouldn't get anywhere. Yeah, they make medications and stuff today that that help with weight loss and help decrease everything and all this stuff. But studies, you look up the studies, studies show the vast majority of people who get on those medicines, yeah, they'll lose a lot of weight, but the minute they go off of those medicines, they balloon right back up to where they were before because they're not willing to change. You've got to be willing to change. You can put on a facade all you want to and say, okay, God, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. But God looks right through that facade. He looks right through that costume that we wear. We can pretend like we're giving stuff up and we might see a little bit of reward. We might see a little bit of gain, but at some point that's all going to come back around and you're going to end up right back where you were before. You've got to be willing to change. My weight loss journey has involved ups and downs and good times and not so good times, but I've learned through it all that I've had to change. I had to give up some type of foods that I really like. All those sweets and stuff, that's good stuff. It's good stuff. All those good carbs out there, man, they dress them up nice and man, that tastes good. But it's not good for you. See, we, we want to gain everything in God. We want to see all the rewards, but we don't want to have to give up what we like. We don't want to have to become uncomfortable. Because the world gets all dressed up and looks real nice. The world dresses up sin and makes sin look real good. And the world paints it as, if you go follow God, you're not going to have any of this good stuff anymore. You see, much like all these carbs that look really good, and, and you don't ever give it up, you end up weighing a whole bunch and your life is a mess. You're not If you're not willing to give up your sin, you're going to end up in an even bigger mess. sacrifice. You've got to be willing to sacrifice. God's not looking for you to to really give up much of anything. He's asking you to be willing. And there's a difference between just saying, oh yeah, I'm willing to do whatever you want, God, and actually being ready to do whatever God wants. What are you going to do if the Holy Ghost tugs your heart and says, hey, are you really ready? I want you to go way over here to this unknown place you've never been before and give my word to them. Oh, God, I, I want to be used, God, but that's a bad side of town over there. I, it's just not good over there. God, I'm, I'm not sure I'm ready then are you really willing? Without sacrifice, no spiritual growth occurs. Being willing to sacrifice. Yes, sometimes we do have to sacrifice. God's not asking for a lot. You come to church Sunday morning. That's what, a couple of hours. And maybe you come to church Wednesday night. Maybe. And that's what, another hour, hour and a half. That doesn't seem like a whole lot to me. How many hours in the week and then I have to, all of this, you work 40 plus hours a week and and you find it hard to give up three, four, five hours for church and for the things of God. Your priorities have to be rearranged, my friend. If your priorities are out of whack, then you're not going to be willing to sacrifice. But God, I like my friend group that I have right now. God, I've known these people for 20, 30, 40 years. God, we're good friends. So why are you the only one in your friend group who's in church? Well, God, you know that... I, 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 we can give every excuse in the book, and then we end up in bad way. Our walk with God starts suffering. Our spiritual growth gets stunted because we're choosing worldly pleasures, worldly friends over the things of God. Yeah. But I... I I can still go to church and, and and be good with God and still keep all of these things? No, my friend. Yes, it's good that you have friends. Yes, it's good to socialize and it's good to, to be around like-minded people. But when it starts impacting your walk with God, you've got to be willing to re-evaluate. People have told me over the years, and I've seen it, why why can't I, why why do I never seem to grow in God? I've been a Christian, a believer, I've been filled with the Holy Ghost for X number of years, and it seems like I never move forward. I ask you, have you examined yourself? You see many, many people, they like to blame everything around them. Everything. But they don't like looking in this little thing called a mirror. They don't like reevaluating themselves. And it's hard to think about maybe, you know, maybe I do have to give up some of these friendships. Maybe I do have to maybe go a different career path a little bit. Well, you know, I like my work though, and they let me come to church every now and again, so it's okay. Where are your priorities, my friend? And no, I'm not saying give up everything and go be a hermit. No, I'm not saying that, okay? But you've got to be mature enough to look and evaluate your whole life situation, lay it all out on the table, and say, okay, what's blocking? What is in between me and God? And if you're not mature enough to do that, you're never going to get anywhere, God. Uh, That might make some people angry, but it's the truth, okay? Uh, Praise God. Friendships are good. Working is good and necessary. We have to support ourselves, support our families, and, and, you know, live in the world. But at the same time, we're to be in the world, but not of. The world, okay? So I don't know if, if I don't know your situation. If you're listening to this later on, I don't know what's going on in your life. But if you're at a point where you're thinking, why can't I get anywhere in God? Why do I, why, why do it seems like why does it seem like I'm just spinning my wheels? I ask you to evaluate yourself and look and say, Hey, have I really been willing to sacrifice? Have I really been willing to give up everything for God? Or have I just been using words? Mm. You've got to be willing to sacrifice. At the same time, you've got to trust God to provide. See, sacrifice is kind of a two-way street. God says you sacrifice you you be willing to give this up and I will provide. I will step in when needed and guide you, direct you and teach you. If you don't trust God, you're really just going to be spinning your wheels, okay? Praise God. As I close, would you stand to your feet? I said I wouldn't be long tonight and I I think I kept my word, okay? But you've got to be willing to sacrifice. If you want spiritual growth, if you want your walk with God to grow, if you want your situation to change, ask yourself, am I really willing to sacrifice? Am I really willing to say, God, here I am, send me. God, and and I ask you, Ask God, God, would you search my heart? Go over my life with a fine tooth comb, God. And if there's something in there that I've overlooked and I haven't seen it, God, show it to me. Because, God, if I have to give up anything, I'm willing to do it, God. If I have to be a little uncomfortable right now, God, I know my reward later is going to be so much greater than the little bit of of pain and suffering and being uncomfortable that I have to be in right now, God. I'm willing to sacrifice, God. I'm willing. Christmas.